Sawati Skipoli, Sawati Omnes, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. Yesterday I did a bit of a different thing. I'm going to be kind of carrying that on over into uh, today's episode as well. Just a really short one again. Uh, I'll probably follow up another one after this one with a little bit more of an in-depth one, whether that be etymology and or myth. Don't mind if you can hear a really loud train behind me because that's happening, I guess. Thanks a lot um, for choosing to break and skid to a screeching halt uh, right when I start to record. Anyways, um, this is something that my mom reached out to me with, and I, she said that she really enjoyed hearing me read if, and uh, you know what? She sent me a poem, and I feel like I would really like to um, I'd like to honor her, and I, I feel like this poem means a lot to my mom. It's a very spe- it has a very special meaning um, to her mom, and I always refer to my mom's mom as my mom's mom and not my grandmother because I never really knew her. She had died in a car accident when I was about, I don't know, two, three months old or something like that, so... Unfortunately, although I wish I had met her because she probably would have been an amazing grandmother to have in my life. Um, In fact, I know she would have been. And I know that, you know, and it's funny, you guys, um, I talked all about faith and how, you know, my, my considerations of religion and God are different than that of, you know, what you would consider to be. But I still think about my, my mom's mom, my grandmother, Inez. Um, she's there, she's watching over me. I think she cares. I think she listens to me more than God does. I truly believe that. And I think that she was a force of good in this world and a force of love. And although I never knew her, I have a feeling that I just, I know. Sometimes you just know. It's kind of like when you, you have a vibe about a person or a thing or an event, you know, it's intuition. It's something that you just feel in your gut. It's something that you can't explain and you can't, you know, you can't delineate it with words. You can't make it physical with the words that we use because it's kind of like that aspect of love, you know, the, the metaphysical nature of it, the intangibility of it, you know, Anyways, short one for today, and then we'll get into another one right after. So with that being said, let's dive on into it. She dwelt among the untrodden ways by William Wordsworth. She dwelt among the untrodden ways beside the springs of Dove, a maid whom there were none to praise and very few to love. A violet by a mossy stone, half hidden from the eye, fair as a star, when only one is shining in the sky. She loved unknown, and few could know when Lucy ceased to be. But she is in her grave, and, oh, the difference to me. Bruh, Wordsworth over here giving me goosebumps, but um, yeah, 
I feel that. My mom texted me this last night and she said that it's why the color of violet and purple reminds her so much of her mom. Um, and I know that although I wasn't really cognizant during that time, I know that my mom went through a very difficult time after having lost her mom of which she never had really a father figure in her life. So, you know, the people that were so integral in her life, or at least the one caretaker individual, um, her ride or die was no longer. And I remember, um, her going through a really hard time with that. So, um, this is for you, mom. I love you a lot. And, um, I hope this, uh, I hope this does something for you. Uh, it did something for me. I don't know if you guys heard, there's a lot of storms going on right now. I've never seen such a torrential downpour in my life that like I did last night, we've just been having a lot of rain right now, but uh, I'm not sure exactly. I, I'll have to look back at the recording or listen to the recording again, but there was quite a few, uh, thunder booms, cracks going on in the background while I was reading that poem. But yeah, <clears throat> crazy weather that we're having. I don't, it, all right, now I'm being dumb. Okay. Anyways, feel all a little sentimental. Maybe this does something for you. Maybe you guys would like for me to read a poem. I think the next one that I might do is the Jabberwocky. In fact, I that was like one of the very first poems I memorized as a kid. Um, I remember when I was biking through Ireland, or really like any time I've done a bike trip, whenever I lose the music that I'm listening to or like my, my headphones die or something like that, the one thing that goes on repeat in my head is I'm just, you know, left, right, left, right, you know, um, you know, uh, cycling is I, I think about the vorpal blade went snicker snack and he, and the one thing that I remember, he goes through and through the vorpal blade went snicker snack for some reason that always plays on repeat in my head. And because every single time I push down or, you know, I'm flat, uh, I'm extending my quadriceps and, or I'm trying to pull with my hamstrings back in order to get to the top. Um, the top pedal, uh, I forget the, the, the term that they refer to when the pedal is at the top of the cycle, but, um, but yeah, you know, you know whether it be the, the flexion of my hamstring, bringing it back up, it's, it's that I'm going through and through and through and through. And I don't know, sometimes people may know when they're, you know, you're doing an endurance sport, you get into that mode where you just, you're in the zone and it's really is that kind of flow, but it's also like, there's a little bit of the grueling aspect to it, but something about it is very rewarding. I know that I give a lot of crap about David Goggins and stuff like that and how like you really like, it's not about beating yourself up, but it's also about embracing the the struggle sometimes as well. And the journey that is, um, you know, embedded within that struggle. It's not about just implanting yourself into just events of suffering and being like, yeah, you know what? This is going to make me hard. 75 hard, blah, 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 blah. I'm a big boy. I, I drive a ton, a big old truck. And, you know, I, I, 
I uh, I shove people off the road like Liam Connerly, who's uh, just biking along the, the the road. But for some reason, I like to I like to try and shove them off the road a little bit. And then you know what? I swear to God, these guys are like little. They got a little teeny tiny uh, DICKs. <laughs> God, they do. I mean, like I I'm, I swear to God, like these guys throw. They just like shove me off the road when there's plenty of road. And you know what? It's just BS. I'm like, you know what? How about you? You pull your car over. You pull your big old truck over, and you get out of your car and you square up with me, and I'd probably beat the freaking shiz out of you, man. Square up, man. Stop being a little scaredy, scaredy cat person hiding behind your big old gas guzzling tundra or whatever you're driving. Sorry to at you, Dad. I didn't mean to do that, but I'm the. I just think of a Tundra. I can't think of another truck. I don't know. An F-150? Frick. But yeah, I don't know why I'm rambling about that, but it makes me mad. It makes me ticked. But yeah, there's something about the struggle and the, 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 the aspect of, you know, pushing through that. Like I remember one time, like I, there was a, a segment of my route in Ireland where I was going from Gosh, I think it was Skibbereen, and I was going into Dingle, the Dingle Peninsula. Yeah, don't at me. I wasn't consulted in the de- design phase for naming uh, the peninsula Dingle. Um, don't think it's very a very uh, attractive name, but hands down, some of the most gorgeous terrain I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, man, it was, oh my gosh, I've, yeah like going a slee head. I have a lot of videos um, from my GoPro about that kind of from doing all that stuff. But I remember the the trek that day going from Skibbereen into Dingle was just ruthless. Oh my God. I remember I got to Dingle and I found a cafe that was kind of closing up at the time and I was just going to get some, some coffee and like a pastry or something like that. And the people were so generous. They saw that I had been through the ringer because like on the way into Dingle, you know, I stopped to, you know, to just like take in the view. And then I took a spill into some stinging nettle. And then after, you know, me, like the whole time that I was biking to Dingle, it was just torrential downpour and there was a lot of road construction. So it was being held up by other cars. And then I was having to deal with other traffic and the wind was awful. And the, the gradient was like, it was like, it was like a, it was at least, it went from at least like 5% grade to like a, around like 11% grade the entire time. It was the only time it went downhill was at the very end. And that's when I decided to, you know what, take a little bit of a hot second to get off my bike, take some pictures. And then all of a sudden I fall into some stinging nettle. So I come into Dingle looking like a freaking hot mess. And these people, they're like, yeah, you can just take all the, the pastries or whatever. We don't care. Like, you, we're, we're going to have to throw them away anyways. Irish people are the most generous, friendly people in the whole wide world. The whole wide world. But, like, for real, though. Like, nowhere in this world have I ever been uh, where I felt like they were they bordered on being too nice to the point where it was like, they were like nosy about my life. Cause they were just asking me about everything. I was like, all right, calm down. I just met you. I don't have to share my entire life story with me. You, the one thing that everybody thought about with me in, in Ireland is they thought I was crazy. Cause I, um, 
I was on a, a push bike is what they called it, a push bike. Because everybody, whenever I'd talk to people, a lot of the time I, you know, I was at a bar or something like that. And if I'd be sitting around by myself, a lot of the time people invited me to, you know, have a conversation with them, have dinner with them. I remember a lot of times people would buy food for me, buy drinks for me, invite me to sit with them because they were generally curious about like what I was doing. And um, I was just biking. I was biking along the western coast of Ireland and um, proving to myself that I could. It was right after I gotten sick and it was kind of like the first step in my life to where I, it was kind of like a proving to myself that I had, you know, regained my semblance of strength. Um, and, uh, yeah. But yeah, as I was saying, the push bike, you know, um, they all thought I was crazy because, uh, a lot of the time when people would invite me to have a drink with them or something like that, uh, they were always like, yeah, what are you doing on the wild, wild Atlantic way? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm cycling the the route and I'm just, you know, stopping as I go and taking it in and just doing this for the month of July and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah. And they would be like, what are you crazy? Like what, um, you mean like a push bike? And I'm like, yeah. And what I didn't realize is that all these guys kind of do it, um, on motorcycles. So wild Atlantic way is a big motorcycle route, uh, that they like to, you know, cycle essentially. So when people thought that I was cycling, they thought I was motorcycling, but I wasn't motorcycling. I was push biking, AKA crazy town apparently. But yeah, that's that. And I feel like I've ramble bambled more than I actually intended to for this episode, but there's a little bit of me, Ireland, my mom, love my mom, love my dad. It's coming up on Father's Day here pretty soon. Shout out to my dad. Can't give you too much though. We're still seven days away. But um, but yeah. Anyways, I hope, like I said, this maybe served something for you, something very different. But you guys know me. I love words. I love language. I love diction. I love the manipulation of such, and I love poetry because poetry is is rhythmic words it's um you know it's when when i first had a friend explain to me that rap actually is an acronym excuse me uh and it's an acronym for rhythm and poetry and i thought about it and i'm like that's exactly what rap is it's just poetry and rhythm you know and putting them together and you know poetry is just the aspect of the well it's just p it's just poetry doesn't have the rhythm, but you can also add the rhythm into the the equation. That's why anything that's rhythmatic is much more um, easy to embed within your memory, you know, for easier retrieval, because uh, it's kind of like hearkening on other um, like neural connections, right? Yeah, your motor cortex, your, your, maybe your tap in your foot as well, you know, all these are what we refer to as mnemonics, aka things that help us remember things in kind of a silly way. Like if you think about, you know, songs that help you remem- memorize the capitals of the states or something like that, you know, that's what a mnemonic is. Or like if I were to do a mama samat, a mama samat samat, I love you, love he, she, it loves, we love, y'all love, they love, but you know, if you turn it into a little bit of a arithmetic jingle, it's very much more easy to remember. It's so much more easy to remember a poem or a song than it is to just memorize a block of text. There's a lot of neuroscience studies and um, 
observations just indicating as such because it engages so much many more neural synapses rather than just reading something and then trying to memorize it from just doing the whole repetition thing anyways that was kind of a weird rant as you know me have a great day and before we actually head out I'm going to give you the option of picking something, a part of your body. Think about it. Do a body scan. Maybe where you're at, how you're feeling. Maybe you're tense. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're relaxed. Maybe you need to calm down. Maybe you need to do uh, some breaths, some breath work. Maybe you need to just focus on one aspect of your body and trying to really proprioceptively understand what's going on. Proprioception is basically the understanding of your body in space and time. And then interoception is the understanding of even further the perception within your body and what's going on there. Maybe you can feel your heartbeat right now. And maybe just focus on it for a second. And ask yourself, is it bradycardia? Do you have bradycardia? Do you have tachycardia? Or are you kind of right in the right in the middle? You have a good resting heart rate. Bradycardia doesn't mean you have a bad resting heart rate. And tachycardia doesn't mean you have a bad resting heart rate either. But do you remember what those refer to? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to look it up. We've gone over these plenty of times. Cardia, you remember, refers to heart. But what is brady in the Greek and what is tachy in the Greek? I'll leave it there. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And until next time, tapos est disquedere.